Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Det är häftigt. Vi kan ju välkomna alla till Hockeytorsk säsong 3 episod 21 ett avsnitt som vi döper kort och gott till Steve Saviano för det är, det är Steve som vi ska få träffa nu eh, i en längre intervju och nu sitter vi ju faktiskt precis efter att vi har träffat Steve och vi, vi har småpratat lite om hur vi upplevde intervjun och du är ju lite lyrisk Joel. Ja, men jag tycker att det är väldigt häftigt. Uh, här har vi ju en spelare som uh, är uppväxt uh, utanför Boston och sen så uh, Börjar spela ishockey och när han är 25 år så får han möjligheten att spela i Växjö i Sverige. Och medan ni sitter och lyssnar, följ oss gärna på Twitter och Instagram där heter vi Hockeytorsk. Ni kan gilla oss också på Facebook. Och vill ni något så är mailadressen info@hockeytorsk.se. Ja just det, ladda ner Acast-appen för det är en ganska fiffig liten historia. Med den så finns det något som heter Blinks. Och det är till exempel om vi lägger ut bilder under podcastens gång så kan ni titta på dem och ibland så är det så faktiskt att vi också kan posta länkar till videoklipp som vi pratar om, en väldigt fiffig app all den infon hittar ni på hockeytorsk.se Välkommen! A dentist, just a no, just a. It's normal. Dentist. She's a, It's her first year, so she's um, she graduated from Karolinska last June, so she's um, it's her first year on, in the job, and she's doing a great job. She gave me a root canal yesterday. Oh, so, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm, I can't believe she can do all that stuff already. It's crazy, but it's it's pretty cool at the same time. It sounds like a perfect match. Well, when you're missing, man, I'm already missing now. One, two, three, four, five. Maybe six teeth I'm missing, so I'm in the right hands. So it's good. What do you think about that? About my teeth being gone? Yeah, it's not fun. It's just it's when it ha- when something happens like that, you get hit with the puck. It hurts, but the reason why you get mad is because you think about how many times you have to go to the dentist after that puck hits you. <laughs> it's like I know it's gonna be. I've already been four times since I don't know it happened a couple weeks ago. It it, it take a lot of time. Yeah, it's like. Now I gotta go. I gotta go surgeon, then dentist, surgeon, dentist. It's just a lot. I'd rather just pull them out. But but uh, what's the worst? The hit from the puck uh, or the pain after? You mean the pain after in the dentist chair? Yeah, but I I guess it, the pain will be there for like. When you weeks. hit with the puck, it hurts tremendously. Don't get me wrong. 
but your, your body kind of goes into shock a little bit and then you kind of okay it hurts it hurts but then you start like okay what's going to happen to me now what am I going to have to go through to get these teeth fixed and and that's the worst because there's no when you go to the dentist there's no more adrenaline going <laughs> you have none of that built up and then you go to the dentist you're like okay let's go needle needle needle, needle. It's like <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so used to it it's happened to me this is my third time happened to me so I'm so sure it happened it's it's a negative it's a little bit of a disadvantage of my height with, with getting hit, pucks to the face but it's part did, of the game and what did your mother uh, tell you I know my mom. I know. Good thing she's on the other side of the pond right now. That's all I can say. <laughs> she must be wear a full mask. Can you wear a full mask? I'm like, no, I cannot wear a full mask, mom. <laughs> I'm 33 years old. <laughs> I'd be kicked out of the league. How, how old is she? My mom? Yeah. My mom is 63. 63. Yeah, she just turned last month. Yeah. Is is both your parents from Italy? Neither. Uh-huh. It's actually it's my great grandparents that came over so basically I had to prove that it's a long story it is a long story but I'm glad I got my Italian citizenship because if I didn't get it like none of my family has it except for me and if I didn't get it no one after me could get it I'm the last line so I'm kind of glad I got it just to keep it in the family and because we still do the Italian Sunday dinners we still keep our Italian Italian culture but it's um like we don't speak Italian at all I know way more Swedish than Italian and It's just kind of, we love being Italian, but we're not actually Italian anymore. We're more American now, but we kind of try to keep our culture a little bit. So it's fun. So, so what's um, your, your favorite uh, Italian dish? Oh my! I mean, my mom makes gnocchi. Gnocchi, you know, like the she, they used to make them fresh on Sundays when my grandmother, when my grandma was alive. They used to make them fresh, and and then my mom's Italian meatballs are absolutely amazing. <laughs> I'm biased, of course, but. Everyone that's tried them says it. <laughs> but but your mom and dad, uh, they're living in U.S.? Yep, they're living outside of Boston like 20 minutes. Yeah, That's where my whole entire, everyone I know lives, all my family. Everyone's around the same area. About 30 minutes apart would be all my cousins, every, almost everyone. So it's, we don't tend to leave home too much, Bostonians actually. We kind of stay home, which is uh, a good thing and a bad thing, I think. They don't see enough, but... But but didn't you play with a broken toe last year? Yeah, that was preseason. Yeah, we don't actually know. I think it was. I mean, I assume it was broken. It was pretty pain, and it was painful for about five weeks. So yeah, it was. Uh, that was during preseason. It was uh, the first game of preseason in August. So it was kind of a tough situation for me because it was like you're new to a team. You give a toe. Obviously, it's painful. But you can kind of play; it's just not going to be as good. What do you do? So I went. I chose to play through it. But did it happen with the skates on? Yeah, I got. I blocked a shot and hit my. Wow. Yeah, it went right. Like hit me directly on the front of my toe. And Timo Alto, I actually played with him. Finnish guy playing Tapra. I played with him in Tapra, and he did it to me. What so did he say after? I don't. I don't even know if he said anything. It was just. It didn't. I didn't. I got right off the ice. Or I was. Da- I don't think I was down. I don't know. I don't remember the exact situation, but he's a uh, he's got a hard shot. He played in Lindshorf in a couple of years. I don't know if you're righty defenseman. He was good, pretty good. You you have been in Sweden for uh, six or seven years. Yep, this is my one, two, three, four, five, six, 
it's my seventh season. I just, yep, exactly. So we should be talking Swedish, but I know <laughs> it's uh, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a long ride. Actually, it's been great. I mean, years go by. You don't realize it sometimes, and you're accomplishing things and going through. It just gets faster and faster. So it's it's very different. Yeah, for sure. If I if I speak speak for both of us, I, I think English is not the best arena for us, but I think it's kind of fun. I mean, <laughs> because my English sucks. That's the problem. I mean, that's a, really a problem I have with uh, me speaking Swedish. Is first of all, everywhere I go, everyone's so good at English. Like you guys are exceptional at English. I understand everything. You get your point across, no problem. There's never an, an issue, but. Like when I I go to like the movie theater sometimes like okay I'm just gonna go up to the ticket line and just speak Swedish so I do it and I'm not that bad and then they hand me the tickets like thank you very much I'm like how do you know I was like American like how do you know I was speak like they didn't even it's really annoying because they speak English back to me even though I'm trying to speak Swedish <laughs> so it's like they just want to speak you know what I mean so it kind of gets frustrating and then my wife is always speaks English to me always at home she'll never speak Swedish she thinks it's annoying because I'm not myself I'm not like the funny like cool guy to hang out with when I'm speaking Swedish because I'm thinking I, my conversation doesn't come as easily obviously so she doesn't have the patience for it and I'm sure it's my fault too I gotta be but, a but, but do you have any words that you say in Swedish like we had a chat with uh, Mikael Sommelson yesterday yeah. and he said like on the ice I prefer to speak English yeah I mean actually I, I'm starting to swear in Swedish actually I don't know what that is I don't know why which one is your favorite uh, Fifan I, li- I like uh, actually that's I almost said a Finnish word because I was just with Mark, Marcus Nordland <laughs> Juvalauta <laughs> I can't <laughs> that's Finnish but I say Fifan a lot I say Jävla um, Huit I say that a lot I say I mean And on the ice, I'm actually I speak a little bit of Swedish too. I'm like Andrasidan, like the other side. I, I talk a little Swedish too. It's just because I'm trying to like Marcus Jung's been my linemate for a couple of years, so I kind of I know he, he's talked Swedish mostly. So I try to say it back, and it's just reaction. I don't realize how much Swedish I actually know, and I actually I know quite a bit. I'm doing I'm all right. I just gotta get to that next level, and I think um, hopefully our first when we have our first child in August. We're gonna have to speak some Swedish and English, and it's gonna be hopefully I'll learn with him. I hope. <laughs> but but, but uh, yeah, uh, have you been into some kind of funny sit- language situations with Swedish? No, I mean you've been in Finland and you've been. Yeah, here. I mean, I mean for me, it's I've had the only problem I ever have is when I go back home, I say "tuck tucksimuket" so many times to people, the cashier, and and like. What the heck are you talking? I'm like, sorry, I just been <laughs> in Sweden for nine months. Let me be. So it's kind of it's hard to adjust a little bit, and I can see why it'd be tough for, especially you guys, trying to think English all the time with me and all that stuff. And it really is a privilege for me to hear everyone speak. It's like an it's like it's not easy for you guys. I understand, and you guys are going out of your way to do it, and it really means a lot to me. Because in America, we don't go out of our way for anyone to speak anything but English because we don't really know how. And we think everyone should learn English and everyone should... And it's kind of wrong. Now that I'm over here, I realize that we should be learning other languages in America. Like, the whole other world out there. Spanish, we should all know Spanish. Mexico's so close. And we got French Canadians just north of us in Boston. And we should learn... We try to learn in school, but no one... I don't know really anyone except for my 
brother's wife that actually is fluent in anything. So it's it's um it's something I'm definitely I'm, I'm happy we'll pass on to our kid. With our first kid, we're gonna obviously he's gonna know Swedish and English, so it'll be a good start with my child. Hopefully, well, I stayed a year in New York, and we we lived at a youth hostel. And uh, a friend of mine, she went down to the reception because she had some complaints, uh, and she said, uh, "In our, we, we don't have uh, any hookers in our bathroom. Everybody else got them." <laughs> <laughs> I assume hooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. I know. It's See, you haven't been to that kind of situations. I actually haven't. No, I mean, not that it comes right at the top of my head anyway. I don't remember. A... Oh, yes, I have. I, I don't know. I mean, I said, I mean, mama, yet, yet the court, court. I said the word horny, not short, to my buddy. <laughs> Which, I mean, court, court, I can't really say. I mean, the R is not good for me, and it just sounds very similar to me. Court and court. So I, yes, I have, and they were laughing at me. I'm like, what's so funny? They go, you know what you said? I'm like, I now know, but I didn't know. <laughs> so yeah, I guess there's little things like that, but it's mostly because of my my pronunciation is not the best. Because, sorry. Oh, what what's the best thing in Sweden? What is the best thing to me? Yeah. Wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of. I mean, as far as just normal things I, th- I mean just basic basic things the candy is absolutely phenomenal I mean do you, do you like the little candy small, I like, small goodies so, yeah I like the loose candy I like all that I love it I actually love it so much I had to stop eating candy I quit a year ago you, you can have here I, know, I, plop, I, love, I love them all I, I quit I had a couple cavities that I had to fill a couple holes my wife had to fill so she's like Steve you really gotta cut down your candy I'm like you know what it was out of control I was every day I'd have a little bit a little bit a little bit more a little bit the marabou like uh, the dark chocolate I'd have because it's supposed to be healthier <laughs> but I'd have it so it'd be healthier 70% dark and I'd just eat half of the bar that's not healthy you know what I mean it's a little piece is healthy so I just ate more and more so that's one thing that I absolutely love I mean in general for me Sweden I feel is makes it great to me is the people that live in it is i'm not just saying it because you guys are here but it really is everyone is so nice to me and they respect where i come from and my culture where i'm from and and it's really awesome for me because right away people are responsive to me and they really they really take me in right away and that's not normal in some other countries i know they're not like that and especially in europe and that's the best part to me about sweden i would say yeah for sure is the people and and every time I meet someone, they're happy to see me, and it's it's really uh, they always have questions for me about America. It's always fun for me because every time I meet someone, it's something new. You know what I mean? It's always I know all the questions by now, which is what they're going to talk about. But it's just it's it's fun for me, and I, I enjoy that. Where did you grow up? I grew up just outside of Boston, about twenty minutes north of Boston, and uh, I mean it's it's only thirty thousand people this, this town, but it's pretty dense it's 30,000 in my town town next to it it's like it's a pretty it's a suburb of Boston but it's really a, a nice little town it's great for sports and for families and the school system's really good and and uh, I was pretty lucky to grow up where I grew up actually it was very uh, my parents grew up in just in East Boston like we're all like the uh, immigrants kind of came over and they settled there the Italians settled in East Boston and then in triple like apartment buildings and like triple decker triple decker buildings and 
so I my, a lot of my childhood I was there a lot because my all my family and grandparents were there, and then everyone started moving out of the city to give better opportunity for their kids. And my parents worked really hard. My dad owned a luggage store in East Boston, and he fixed right near the airport, so he fixed all the suitcases for the airlines and actually got a good business going for when the airlines paid their bills but they don't pay their bills anymore so it kind of <laughs> went down but he kind of brought us out of the city and it was really good for uh for me for sports and for friends and we lived on a little uh like a cul-de-sac we call it like a dead end so we had a house on a dead end my a family grew up next door to me same age they had a boy the same age as me of course we're best friends since we're six years old now and it's um we had a nice dead end we could play street hockey every day and it was it was honestly a amazing childhood for me so are I, you still best friends oh yeah i mean i can't wait to go home and see him i mean and my other best friend lived around the corner and we all went to school together all the way from first grade through high school so it was really uh but but uh, how how does the system works in the states with with sports don't you do that in in school Yep, it's I went to my high school and I played high school hockey. That was my that was my um that was my goal growing up as a kid. I like you went to the high school games to watch the the older players play and you were like, "I want to be him. I want to be him." And it's kind of how it is and it's awesome because like when I was in high school, I was like I wouldn't say the king of the high, I was like a big not a big deal, but it was like a cheerleader would decorate my locker, like it was like out of the movies a little bit. Like we all had a cheerleader that root for us, like bake us cookies and it was fun. My girlfriend didn't like it at the time, but that was uh that's another story. But it's uh it was fun just because the whole school was supporting the sports. So when you go play a game you have five hundred students or four hundred students in the stands that are your closest friends and family and they're all watching you play and it's it's something special I think and it's It's sad because it's kind of going away from that a little bit with hockey in my area because they're trying to go play junior hockey and a little better hockey. But that's sad to me. But football, American football is the same. Soccer, everyone. There's always it's a good school spirit, and that's what America is really all about is the spirit they put behind their sports. And college is a whole nother level. That's a whole different ball game, but even way more spirit. But it's um, I was do, lucky. Do, do you know how the Swedish system works? A little bit, yeah. I know it's. I mean, there's no high school. There's no gymnasium hockey. It's just you, you're doing uh, everything after school, and you decide which club you want to go to. And it's not necessarily. It's not the gymnasium club, right? No, it's not. So it, I, it's I think outside. it's. I think it's kind of sad, like uh, if we talk about hockey, because uh, it's uh, it's kind of expensive. And uh, if uh, the school if the school supports you, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, yeah, exactly. We had the school support us. I used to, we had a sports store in our town. Donate a stick, like a couple sticks for us for each each kid. We'd, so we didn't have to pay for his uh, his sticks, and obviously pay for everything else. But the jerseys were all taken care, of, like everything. We had our own little locker room in the arena. It was, it really was awesome. And then like, so we battled against the other high schools, and then you try to get to the best team in the in the state of Massachusetts. And that's played where the Boston Bruins play in the big garden. And you'd have twelve thousand fans there, and it was like, it was just awesome. It was it was so awesome. It was so. so what was the greatest uh, achievement that you did in, in high, school? high school? Yeah. Well, we made it to team. we made it to that tournament every year. The, the best eight teams in the state, which is very rare. I actually didn't lose a high a high school game in my regular season in my entire career. We were the first team ever to go undefeated during the regular season. We did it four years in a row. It was we were in a special team. We had some really good hockey players, and um, so that was an unbelievable feat that we did. But 
just making it to that tournament was awesome because literally where my town was it's like like kind of outside of Talia away from Stockholm so you jump on the train and it would be like thousands of students jumped on the train went right down to Boston right into the arena the train goes so everyone piled out right into the stands and it was just it's a special uh, it was really special to play for it was fun it was we never won it unfortunately we, we it's hard because we were a public school and you only get kids from your town. Some other schools are called Catholic schools. They can kind of recruit players, which is not easy. But uh, we never won it as when I was there. But they actually ended up winning a couple of years ago, which was amazing for our town. It was awesome. Did you have any nickname when you were playing there? Yeah, my name was Savvy. Savvy. Yeah, that was my S A V V Y was my uh, my nickname, and they actually all my buddies would like like paint their shirts, and it was just it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was absolutely something. Uh, and that that was Reading High. Reading Reading High School. Reading yes. High. Yep, that was my Reading High School. It was. Um, and I hope uh, I hope my kid goes there one day. You never know. That'd be uh, it'd be pretty cool. They redid the whole high school now. You should. The facility, like the sports facilities they have, is it's it's like it's awesome. It really is. They the town pays good taxes for their school systems, and depending on which town you live in, it pays a little higher tax if. You want a little higher, but that's a whole different. Which uh, jersey number did you have? I had number eight, actually. It was. <laughs> I wanted number five, but unfortunately, it was the smallest jersey number eight, so I had to wear it. <laughs> Not surprisingly. But then you were lucky when you went to uh, university. Yes, I was very. Um, I mean, uh, with the number. Yeah, I mean, oh, that for, that for sure. Actually, uh, I was very lucky with that. I mean, the whole thing was lucky. I didn't plan on playing college hockey I didn't know I was going to be that good and that was my dream to play division like the top level of college and I was fortunate enough to do that and it was really uh, that was a whole different experience which was absolutely even better than high school so it's just I've been pretty fortunate with my experiences I think with so far in my in my hockey career for sure and, and life experience we found a picture of you from uh, the university oh geez wildcat Wildcats, yep, yeah, we're the Wildcats with, with number eight. <laughs> number eight, yep. I was number eight. My, I was lucky. Yeah, four years in high school, four years in college. Number eight, and then it was uh, my first year in pro. I signed in the AHL. I was number eight, and then I I went down to Florida to play, and I was number twelve there. And I kind of stuck with twelve after that for a while until until your garden. And I tried to get number twelve, and of course, it was retired like half the numbers in your garden. <laughs> Which but is, but why fifteen? Because. For me, it was like the options were pretty high numbers, and I'm not a high number guy. It's not eight to one. I, I just I, exactly. I'm just not that. I don't know. I'm just always been a lower number. I don't know what that means. It doesn't really mean. I'm just not a. I don't know. I never liked the high number. Why number five? Five was it was my high school. My high school idol when I was a kid. Number five was his name was Mike Sullivan. He uh, he was. A, the best player on the team and of course most people like the best player but it was I, so that was the reason why I wanted to be number five and then so I tried to get it and then I didn't it wasn't possible I was too short it was too big of a jersey but interesting enough the same Mike Sullivan went to the same college I went to the Wildcats the University of New Hampshire and he was number eight there and I mean it just happened to be my number that I was in high school so it was perfect that I could be number eight in college so it was, it was good Really but good. but you studied sports management in uh, the university. Yep, I I did, and it was um, it was I mean it was probably the most natural thing for me at the time because I had no idea. Hockey was number one for me. That was my 
98% of my thinking at that age of my life. I was 19 years old. So it's hard to decide what you want to do when you're so focused on one other, on another thing that you love. And what else is what else is there? You know what I mean? And it was kind of... Sports band, it was like a couple other teammates were doing this. I'm like, let's just do it together. We stick together. We do our homework together. We figure out how to get through this together because it wasn't our number one priority at all. Hockey was. But you have to keep up a certain grade. You have to do... Well in school to make sure you uh, stay on the hockey team, and of course you want to graduate college because most people have some guys have free educations and you know waste that opportunity by slacking off is not is not what you do. So I think for us the key was going to class every day. That's we start to have problems when you don't go to class and you try to catch up that way. But we made sure we went to class and the teachers got to know us. We we're on the hockey team. They liked us because we were. We were social in class, and we at least looked like we tried, and they helped us out that way, and it got us by, and we got we graduated, which was the number one thing. And it was, um, I'm glad I graduated in that because I'm very interested in sports management now and all that stuff, and I'm I'm glad I graduated, but I'd have to I have to learn so much more for sure, for sure. Do Do you remember the day when you decided to leave the states? The exact day, I yeah, um, pretty much. I remember that talking to the GM in Vecla my first year I was on the phone and I remember exactly the conversation actually yes I do I do I can say I absolutely do and it was um, it's something I always dreamed of to be honest like I, I never planned to be a professional hockey player I wanted to be but I didn't know if I had the the size the body the skill I didn't I really started to blossom in college which really helped me obviously and uh and then I had a couple good years and like Steve you guys started thinking about pro and then I played in North America I had it was a tough schedule it was 80 72 games it was, I had two concussions in two years I got hit without without the puck both times it's a very different game over there and it just wasn't uh, fitting my style I was doing pretty well and I was in the third division in the US under, it was NHL AHL and East Coast Hockey League I was mostly there and I kind of never took I could do as well as I did in that league, and they weren't giving the opportunity to go up higher, so I had to move on to to look for better. And I was pretty lucky; I chose Sweden first. That was a that was 100% luck, by the way. I I thought I was going to go to Italy. I I didn't even know anything about Europe. About how, I mean, I had no clue. My dream was to go play in Italy, so my family could come visit me. They lived their dream. Like that was a dream. That was a and play in the national team. Yeah, that was that was kind of the plan. I was going to get my passport and go that route and. And then uh, I don't remember who told me. He's like, "You got to really think about going to a better league than that." I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know. I thought that league would be okay. I make decent money. I didn't. I didn't know. You know what I mean?" But so then um, Henrik Evertsen, the GM of uh, Vekwa, called me. He's actually an agent called me, a Swedish agent. I I don't even know who it was. I have no idea who it was. I feel bad to this day about the situation because he called me he's like, "Steve, this team's interested in you, Vekwa." Like I thought it was called Vax Joe at the time. I had no idea. And uh, this team's interested in you. I really think it'd be a great opportunity for you. You should um, look into it. The money's this. This is that. Would you be interested? I'm like, um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything about Europe or Sweden or anything. And so I had an agent in Europe helping me out at the time. So I, I was, as soon as that conversation was over, like, hello, uh, this team's interested in me in this league for this amount of money. Let's look into that. So my agent got the deal done even though the, that agent got me the job. So I felt a little bad about that, but I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know how anything worked. So I was just, it was what it was. I got my job and I went there and it was 
probably the best decision I made in my pro hockey career because it really was the right organization to go to for my first year in Europe. I got really lucky. And what did you think when you arrived to Vecqua? Wow. That's a, I didn't arrive there. I was in Europe one week before I arrived to Vecqua, and then we went to the Czech Republic. So they picked me up in Copenhagen on the bus, and then we took a 15-hour bus ride to Czech Republic. So I'm jet-lagged. I'm on the bus. We end up in this small little town in this like a hostel-type hotel. It was not... <laughs> if you talk to my buddies from Vecqua, they're like, how the heck did you think of Europe, your first time in Europe? It was it was pretty cool for me. Everything was cool. I'm in Czech Republic. I had, We had a Czech beer after our first game. It was so cool. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. So it was... But when we arrived in Vecqua, it was very... Uh, it was it was fine. It was so more Americanized than the Czech Republic. So that's what I liked. It was... I mean, it was... It's hard to even think back to think what I thought because I've been here so long now and I don't know if nothing's different to me anymore. It's just normal. So it's so hard for me to know exactly what I felt, but I'm just trying to think. Uh, I was so open-minded with the whole thing. I, nothing was going to bother me. And that's the way I am when I approach things. It's like I'm pretty open-minded, so it's just kind of... I knew it was going to be fine, so it's... Uh, it was good though. I'm really happy I chose Vecqua. It was good, good choice. And the hockey? Yeah, the hockey I knew was. I thought the hockey was really good. I mean, the Allsvenskan was not as good as it was today, as it was. At, it was 16 teams in the league. It was the bottom of the league was not as good, but the top teams are really good. So it was. Um, it was really good. I, I really hit it off with the, the GM Henrik, and uh, we. I would go in his office every couple of weeks just to chat about hockey and about Swedish hockey. I need. I was just trying to learn everything I could. I really was. I was just trying to be, what can I do to be better here and be better at playing hockey to try to get to the top league? What do I need to do? And he was really honest with me and showed me the ropes of Sweden a little bit, which was great because back with them, we were a smaller team. We weren't even, we were top eight in the Allsvenskan. So it was like, we were just starting, they were just starting to make the climb and try to get to the top league. And I was kind of on the ground floor of that, which is pretty cool because I was learning what he was trying to do. For He was telling me exactly what he wanted. They want to build a rink by this time, go in the SHL by this time, or lead turn then. But all that, it was very uh, it was very cool for me. And it, I was I felt a little bit a part of that. And But it was the second league, and I wanted to play in the top, top league. I was, I was 25 at the time. I wanted to keep getting better and better. So that's why I chose to, to leave Sweden and go to Finland. In the uh, the SM league there, and the, to go to Tapera Tamafors, and that kind of led me to that that direction. But it was um, it was good. I'm glad I went to Finland. It was a great hockey. It was good. It was a good step up for me. I I don't. I think it taught me how to be a professional, like on and off the ice, a little bit more. We did a lot of running, and it was mentally tough for me, to be honest. Finland. It was very mentally tough. It was the approach to the game was a little different than Sweden it was not as fun for me for some reason I, and I feel like I lost a little bit of love in my hockey those two years just a little bit and um, I don't know what it was I don't know if it was just a, I don't know I don't know what it was it was kind of disappointing in a way but I had a lot of fun with the guys like I really did I was um, I was 26 and 27 we had a lot of fun and I met a lot of good friends there and I uh, I'm happy I went for the fact that it made me a more professional hockey player I think and knowing you gotta always come every day to play and you gotta do your workout it's it made me a more professional and so that was the number one thing I think out of Finland for sure but I knew after this I signed a one year deal then they re-signed me to a second year um, but I knew right when that during that second year I'm like 
I gotta go back to Sweden. I knew it was where I wanted to be, and I knew I wanted to go back to Vecqua. I was like, I was talking to the GM there, like every couple of months to stay in touch. I knew it was like, I I was excited to do what he wanted. I was excited to try to bring Vecqua up to the top league. That was my, it was in my heart. I felt it. I knew it, and I wanted to absolutely pursue that. And I think Finland kind of got in the way of that a little bit, but it was. Uh, I think it made me a better player. So I kind of glad I went, but. I wanted to come back to Vecqua 100% and try to get that team up to the top league, at least help try to get that team. Isn't that the hard part, to be professional, but you are still a human being with emotions, and when you when you can't it's complete the journey? It absolutely is 100% the hardest part, because you have a life outside of hockey, and so many things can be going on, but when you show up to that rink, you have to be everything to help that team that day. That's how I, I learned that, and it, I mean, it's hard to show up every day, even any job. You know, any job is hard to show up every day and and beyond. But when you're in hockey and you're in a group setting like that, and everyone's so important to every part of a job, you have to be, or it brings someone else down or that other guy down. So, I've always tried to be that way, and I think people have liked that about me that I'm always showing up to the rink. I'm I'm showing up happy every day until something makes me upset, like on the ice or whatever, of course, but. I show up with 100% good attitude every day, and I want to bring that to my team. That's, I think it's so important, and it's something I've always tried to do since I've learned all that. But how I've did always, you get that from your parents? Yeah, my my, my dad is I probably from my dad mostly. He's very optimistic about everything. He always looks for the best in things. My mom's a little bit less than that, but she's always, I don't know she always taught me to do the best thing in every situation. So it's kind of. I think it's absolutely for my parents. Anyone who meets my parents say they love them and all this stuff, and uh, of course they're my parents, so I I'm a little, I don't understand it as much. But yeah, my parents are absolutely number one the reason for sure. So, so which is the most common word of advice that you your father would say? My mom gave me most of my advice. My dad was kind of working hard all the time, and my mom was always with hockey. She just told me to skate hard. That's it. She didn't care if I scored. If I scored, uh, didn't matter goals. She's like, you just work hard every every time you go on the ice. That's all you do, and that's kind of how I've made a career out of it, to be honest. And it's it's funny. My mom is. Uh, if you can tell, my I don't get many penalties either, and that's hundred percent because my mom. Like one game, literally, I, I'll never forget. It. it was I was like twelve years old. Goals happened a little easily back then, but I had four goals in the game. I was so excited. I get to the car. My mom was mad at me. I'm like, Mom, what's wrong? She goes, You got a penalty. I'm like, Mom, I'm sorry, I got a tripping penalty. I was, I scored four goals. She goes, I don't care. You got a penalty. You can't get penalties. It's never going to help your team getting a penalty. And that's kind of skates harder. Skate, yeah. So I, was, I guess I don't. Know, that's all she ever told me. So <laughs> then you don't need to trip. <laughs> exactly. You move your feet. You don't usually have to trip. You're kind of on the guy. But penalties happen. But it's just that's one reason for sure. I know it. I don't take as many. It's because of it. Maybe I should take a little more, to be honest. But whatever. Do you, Do you remember anything about your personality when you were a child? Yeah, I was actually. Uh, I don't think I was the best person at all. I don't. I was. I was actually kind of mean. I think I was mean to people. I was. Uh, I had so many friends. I had friends, and I felt like we were the coolest people in school. You know, what I mean, it's terrible to say. I hate saying this. It's not. I'm not proud of this at all. But. We thought we were the coolest people, and I was kind of mean to some girls. I'd make fun of them, and it was not good. And I really, um, I was like that until I was like twelve or thirteen years old. And I was, I was the shortest kid in school. And I thought I was like, 
I don't know. It was just it was bad. I wouldn't call me a bully, but it was not. It was not something I'm proud of at all. And I really, um, what actually made me grow up. I actually, they, my parents kept me back. I I did eighth grade twice. I was really small. I was not mature. Like some guys are growing facial hair, and I was not mature at all. And my grades started to slip a little bit in school. I actually ended up getting. We do A B C D E F and I mean A B C D F and. America. I got a D in one of my classes. Spanish, actually. Language. Go figure. <laughs> my mom was really upset about it, and she didn't think I was ready to go to high school. So she kept me back, and I had to go. Because I didn't fail any class, I couldn't stay at the same school. I had to go to a private school for one year. And that's where I grew up, because it was like, okay, here you are, Steve. Go to this private school. You know nobody. And you can't just... I can't talk my mouth off to anyone, or I'm going to be... I'm gonna get in trouble for it. So it really made me grow up and mature. And I'm as bad as I didn't want to do it at the time. I'm glad I did it because it really made me mature as a person. And and since then, I think I've I've I realized what I was doing was wrong. And I haven't done anything close to since. To be I'm the opposite probably now. But that was probably my personality as a kid. And in that way. But other than that, I was very energetic. I was always wanted to do things and like every kid, I guess. But be outside playing hockey all day or any sport or anything so that was my she sounds like a strong character with a heart my mom oh one she's all heart she's like she's she's tiny she's about i don't know centimeters too well but she's under five feet tall so i'd say that's she's under probably she's probably 150 centimeters like she's tidy and she's a big italian yeah like a wholehearted italian woman my mom and that's how and that's how she was raised. She was, her parents were really strict, and they had to be Italians at that point. They didn't have a lot of money, and really strict. And they worked hard. And that's what my, my mom tried to instill in all of her kids. And I'm glad I got it. I mean, I have an older brother and older sister, so it's very. Uh, we almost have too much heart because when you get our whole family together, it's just this fights, and everyone's just you did this to that person. It's just not. It's too much. It's too much. But I miss all that being over here so long. I miss my whole family easter dinners with 20 people 20 i miss all that so it's uh it's tough but you read a, a, a funny uh, research about people in stockholm that when they walk from home to the store to get some food the the only thing that they de- uh, don't want to happen is to meet people they know yeah have you heard it i oh i watched that show welcome to sweden i don't know if you've seen that it's a pretty funny comedy series but and that's i remember the episode when she was trying she wouldn't want to leave her apartment until she made sure none of her neighbors were around <laughs> it's just i know I, that's the opposite of my family 100 percent. my mom goes to the grocery store in, in reading it's literally like she's there for hours because she always sees someone and she stops for t- my mom talks i talk a lot but my mom is i don't have to talk on the phone. I don't say anything. She's just talking, I'm like perfect. But are, are you this kind of guy that can just speak with anybody on the street? I think I've I've come to that. Yeah, I, I think I'm. Uh, I I would say I don't make any situation awkward. I'm I'm pretty good at not making. I'm pretty good at handling those situations, and I enjoy talking to some random people sometimes. I I'm not gonna just go make a conversation out of anyone, but I think I'm coming a little bit more Swedish in that way. But it's uh. I think I'm pretty good at handling those conversations and all that stuff. I'm. It's a, I've come less and less, I think, because being in Sweden, I think I've. I won't just talk to anyone. I feel like they maybe they don't want to be bothered. But before, I think I was more like that. Yeah, more like my mom and Americans tend to do that. I'd say. 
But what's the difference between Finland and Sweden? Um, not. I mean, it's hard for me to say to be honest it, on, on on the radio. For me, it was just a it was a little different in the sense that everything. Se- I don't know if I should say it. everything seemed a little darker there for me. I don't know if it was just because I was by myself. I don't know what it was. It just seemed a little bit less like America. I mean, Sweden seems really Americanized and technology and everything, and Finland's sim- is the same, but it just seemed a little bit less than that. I don't know if that's. I don't know why, but it just seemed a little less and and that. I mean, that, and it was a little darker. I was. I was in Tamafors, which is, and I was used to Vec, which is a little more subtle. So that the darkness of the winter time, which is, of course we're used to now a little bit now, but was would weigh on me as well. And that was uh, that was the part I hated the most. Of course, I mean, no one likes the darkness, but but the saunas were different. I love the sauna. I had a sauna in my apartment. Every almost every apartment does. That was amazing. I really missed that. I wish Sweden had that more. But uh, yeah, Finland was just a little different. It was just a little bit. I don't know, just a little different in that way. But it was uh, the people weren't as they didn't speak as well English. They didn't speak as well English. So that was tough for me a little bit. And and um, they drank a little more for sure. The Finns, but it was. Uh, It was fun. It was uh, it was I mean, it was a great experience. Absolutely great experience for me to go there. I would go back. To be honest, I don't know. I don't think I will, but I would if I if I had the opportunity. Was it uh, Lulio's coach, Fagerwall, who went to Russia and didn't know a word of Russian, but had a he he had to speak Russian uh, during the practices. Yeah, that's. I mean, imagine. I mean, I could get away with Swedish probably now. I think. Maybe I don't know on the ice, but that'd be tough. That's just how about that experience? <laughs> yeah, I haven't been the whole. I haven't been the. I don't think I've been in the culture shock experience yet in my Europe. Ex- as a obviously, like usually everywhere I go, people speak pretty good English. I've been to Russia or one of those, or even France. I've only been to Paris, so it's like, of course, they speak English there, even though they probably don't want to, but they do. So I haven't had that culture shock in Europe really. <laughs> Or lived in the culture shock over extended period of time. So, I, I believe in in um, that every person have different personalities. Like you're the hockey guy, but when you're not the hockey guy, you have something else to be to get energy from, etc. You have the family. Maybe you have another interest to do. Like if one thing falls apart, you have the other things to get energy from. So, if you if you don't play hockey, what what gives you energy? Oh, my wife. Now, I, I would say it's changed over the years. Of course, now with my wife and my first child coming, I think that's my energy comes from my family for sure. It's, I mean, that gives me my hockey has been my motivation my whole life to succeed in life. But now it's changing. Now that you have a family and you want to succeed for your whole family and make sure that everything works out for everyone. So that I would say that gives me my energy. I mean, I'm a hockey guy to my bones. It's It's the way I am. It's the I'm always thinking hockey. It's I don't know what will change when I'm done. I'm sure I'll change a little bit, but my competitiveness is really high. I want to always, no matter what I'm doing, I want to win. Like we played tennis this morning, me and a couple guys on the team. It was I'm not that good at tennis. I just started playing, but I wanted to win still, and it was it pushes me to be better. And I mean that's my family number one is that's absolutely what I, what drives me now. Even more than hockey, I'd say that drives me to succeed in hockey now. So it's it's a, 
as you guys know, a family, it's just, it's the way, it's the way it, you just had a baby eight months ago. You know how it is. It's, it's a driving point now. It's, it's fun though. It's fun to have a different, before it was just all about you, 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 and now it's about us. So it's more fun and it, it gives you more life, I'd, I'd say. Do you know if it will be a boy or a daughter? Boy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a boy. So it's, uh. I didn't know I wanted it to be a boy until the ultrasound. Actually, I didn't until we were finding out. I'm like, I I don't care. I'll, I'll take either. Of course, I don't care if if it was a girl. But during the ultrasound, I'm like, for some reason, I want boy, 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 boy. <laughs> and then she's like, there is the penis. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and fun. what happens if he wants to do ballet dancing? Whatever it is. What I mean, I, I don't know. I wouldn't care. What do I? As long as he's happy with it. His mom can take him. No, <laughs> it's good. It's good for hockey. It actually is really good for hockey. I've heard people have done it. Yeah, so I mean, I don't care what he does. Just I want him to have fun doing it and just be positive with it. That's all I'm gonna I'm gonna approach it as. It's if you approach things positive and want to do well and work hard and most of the time you succeed. And if you don't, you'll learn something from it either way. That's how I look at it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. But you haven't been to SFE. What? Swe- Swedish for beginners. SFE. No, I haven't. No, no, I haven't. Why? I don't know. I didn't even, I didn't even know about it. <laughs> Is it when little kids try to... No, 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 no. When people move to Sweden yeah. uh, from other countries, they have to go to SFE. Oh, really? Uh, of Swedish for beginners. I didn't know that. Uh, so they learn a little bit of language, the culture, and everything. Is that something you have to do to get your personal number and all that, or is I just, think so, or citizenship, yeah. or yeah? I didn't. I guess I skipped all that. I don't know. <laughs> Oops, government's gonna come after me now. No, I don't know how I didn't go to that. I didn't have to go. No, no. Which is the most uh, uh, funniest Swedish word to say? I used to love "besöka" for some reason. When you visit, I don't know why. It sounded like a mean word, but it's just you visit. Um, I always like "kumianguba." That was always fun. Um, 
I've learned so many words. I'm just trying to think of funny words for me. I don't know. There's so many. I mentioned, I can't believe my mind's blank. Like, every day, they make fun of me, the team. How, how does it feel when, like, uh, during the games and, and the, when they have interviews with the kids playing uh, kids game when yeah. you have a rest? Uh, most of the, the y- young kids say that uh, you are the idol. Really? I didn't. I mean, I guess in the intro I've noticed that sometimes. Uh, I've noticed it's always the short kids. I don't know if that's coincidence, but they're always the smaller guys. So it's. I think it's awesome. I really, I'm glad I can be, a, I hope I can be a favorite. I think it's great because I'm always the type of guy that has to work hard and try to show what I, my effort. And I think if they get something out of that, it's going to be good for them. Either way, if they're good at hockey or not. And that's how... I think it's exciting. I think I'm a little guy. I skate a, little, a lot, and I'm kind of everywhere. So I see why they might like that. But it's just—I think it's more of the shorter kids, probably. <laughs> how, how was it to be the little guy? It was fine for me. I know it made me work harder. I had to be as strong as the bigger guys when I was growing up, and it, it pushed me to be f- physically strong. And I always knew I had to work that much harder because I knew nothing was going to be given to me. Nothing. You don't I, to get a college scholarship and and uh, to go to college. I knew it was not going to be. I was the smallest kid in my high school team. How am I going to make it to that level? I had to work harder and I had to be faster and I had to work on everything that much more. And I think that drove me to be better. And of course, I played with good players, and that helps too. It helps you develop quicker. But I got lucky in that way. But um, yeah, I would say being a shorter guy, it's never fun. It's not. But if you take it as an advantage, like I feel like it's an advantage for me to be short. I'm, I think I'm a little quicker. I'm a little faster. When you try to hit me, it's kind of awkward when a big guy tries to hit a little guy. It's kind of, it's not that easy to do. So I kind of, I'm lower to the puck. I have a little bit of center of gravity is better. It's there's absolutely advantages. Of course, there's disadvantages. But you try to focus on the advantages and get better at those, and you'll be a good player out of it. And there's so many good short, short hockey players now. It's unbelievable in the NHL everywhere. It's 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 pretty awesome to see it's just you got to look at it as a, as an advantage and and work on your weaknesses and that's kind of the key is keep keep working on your weaknesses weaknesses and eventually they become positive uh good things hopefully so are you good in running 100 meters i don't know i i'm probably better at if i have to go 50 meters and stop and go the other way other way i'm better at like stopping and starting is probably my number one difference cuz if I just run straight, yeah, I'm probably a little bit off the start, but eventually they're going to catch up to me. My biggest thing has always been quickness, so it's always been I can stop and get going the other way faster than most people can because I'm smaller, and I think it's helped me. But you have just pl- been playing ice hockey, nothing else. As a as a growing up, I played everything in my with my in my in the playgrounds and everything. I played basketball, um, American football on the playground, baseball. I played, but. Once I got to high school, hockey was my number one thing. It just was my other friends. I I played a lot of basketball actually as a kid. My next door neighbor, my best friend, loved it, so I I kind of followed him when he played. You know what I mean? So I was really short in that sport. <laughs> Talk about short. That was not a. I got I got stuff they call it when you when you try to shoot and someone blocks you all the time. It was not fun, but it worked on my quickness. I think it was. It's always good to play other sports. You can't. Kids got to play a bunch of sports. Not good to focus on one at all, because then you gotta, you gotta. It brings out other skills, all those other sports, and it makes you better at the one sport. I think. 
I'm a multi-sport guy that I, I preach that for sure. I know everyone's kind of, do you focus on one? Do you not? It's kind of multi-sports, 100%. When do you get mad? When do I get mad? A lot, probably. I don't know. I don't... I get mad. I don't know over what. I'm just trying to think what my wife's done to me lately. Anything that can make me mad, but I don't... I I think, honestly, you know, I was mad the other day watching the um, El Clasico, the Real Madrid for Barcelona. I don't watch a lot of soccer, but we we watch it as a team, so I watch it. What makes me mad is pretending you're hurt. That makes me mad. Pretending you're hurt and f- diving, that makes me mad when you... That makes me really mad. So if you ever get under my skin, tell me that I'm diving, because I'm never taking a fall on purpose i just fall i'm lighter I'm, i fall so that makes me mad I, that's deep i don't know that's a big pet peeve of mine one of uh one of my favorite moments from this season is when you play uh, uh scores uh, playing the puck on tennis on uh when you meet uh, vekwa oh yeah. yeah yeah that was something that was actually yeah that's just reaction that's just hand eye that's just But I think that playing other sports helps all that. Like yeah. tennis and all those other things help your it's just your hand eye coordination is everything in hockey and you gotta get better at that and playing other sports like a lot of Swedes play soccer all the time. That's not helping your hands at all. That's all feet. It's good to play like I like to see that I always make fun of I mean it's not nice to say on the Swedish radio station, but I like to see the Swedish guys throw a baseball or throw a tennis ball or something. It's so funny because like they don't in many of your sports over here you don't throw a ball. In America, we throw football. American football, we throw baseball. But you know, in in school, um, we have some tournaments. Uh, sometimes uh, just in the school, and sometimes against other schools. And we have this uh, thing called uh, cast me liten ball. Throw a little ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, so we should be good. You should. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> I know, that's the thing. But we grew up throwing everything, so that's kind of our... Uh, in baseball, you have to hit the ball out when it's coming. It helps your hand-eye hit it out, like when you hit things out of the air. So it's... A lot of the American sports help you with that. And like I said, that was just a reaction play, though. That I, was just, I have another favorite. Uh, when you pass, uh, you get a pass from Jung. It's the same game, the, the goal after. Yeah. And you do a blind pass. Just in fr- you're standing in just in front of the goal. Oh yeah, you yeah. do a blind yep. blind pass to Samuelson. Yeah, that was lucky actually. It's a it's a beauty. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. But I mean, a lot of the plays in hockey, you gotta understand, you're not thinking at all. It's just so reaction. You're like your body takes over. You're, you don't realize that you didn't like halftime when you score a goal. I just scored. I didn't, wow, yeah. It's like things happen so quickly. You don't have time to think, and that's when you play your best actually. But once you start thinking. For me, anyway, it doesn't go as well. But yeah, that was just another one of those reaction plays. It was just, yeah, it was fun. I was that was a good game. That was my first game back in Vecla after five seasons. So that was uh, that was pretty cool for me personally, for sure. And now we have been uh, two years in Stockholm. Amazing time. Yeah, it's been um, it's been. I I'm so lucky. I feel like I very I'm very uh. I'm from Boston. I'm from a city, but it's like whenever you can go live in a major city in Europe, you have from America. Like you're not from here. It's it's pretty special to do, and it's been uh, it's been pretty cool for me to live in the city. Like uh, this is a, this is the most city life I've ever lived. And Boston, I live outside the city. Like like I said, I'm in a suburb, but so it's pretty cool for me. And the it's kind of a whole another level that I'm used to for fans and 
the pressure the pressure of playing for a big organization and it's um it's something very different and it's been pretty cool to be a part of that and um and succeed in, like we did last year and then this year we survived the first year in the shl which is never easy like i've said in other interviews it's never an easy task to do there's a lot of pressure and so yeah it's been um it's been pretty cool i'm really happy for these last two years i'm grateful for them for sure uh, last year we had an interesting meeting with um, a guy in Mora from Canada and he he he, he was like a, uh, it felt like he was on a journey like he was playing uh, hockey and had fun what was his name you don't mind me asking Jonathan Jonathan Hari oh Hari yeah yeah. Yeah. do you know him I just remember playing against him the defenseman and he had he, he was thinking to go to China play some hockey and to get some experience yeah, did he or no uh, he's he played in uh, Björklöven was it oh yeah maybe I think you're right um, actually, yeah. but how do you see uh, your that hockey was, life that was sort of the plan to be honest with you I wanted to come over here and have the experience of living in another culture and it kind of changed a little bit because I ended up being pretty successful in Sweden and I really liked it here and I didn't really move <laughs> And my opportunity was so much in Sweden, so it's kind of... I, I planned on doing that. I wanted to play in it. I've never even played in Southern Europe yet. In Austria, Germany, anywhere. I've only been in Scandinavia. So it's been... Um, it's been different. That was my goal from number one, to come over here, play it Sweden, maybe go play the best I can, and then maybe I go to Italy. That was that was my goal. And now it's... I don't know what's going to happen. I maybe mean, you can go to Switzerland, do yeah. some hill running, and yeah, even faster. I know. I I just, uh, but I think before my career is over, I need to. I have to do it for myself to go play in Southern Europe and Austria, one of those countries, to have the experience of doing that, like seeing a different culture again, and just um, being able to travel. Like if you have a day off, go two hours to another city. Go be able, in Sweden. You really can't travel anywhere. You can go to another Swedish city, but you have to fly usually, and it's not when your season's so busy you don't have time to do any of that stuff to fly you have a day off but that's it so you can't really so that's something I have to do before my career is over 100% I plan on it and your dreams I mean part of my dream is doing that to be honest is is seeing another culture and living in a different like in the mountain I don't know any like something remote like that that's part of my dream for sure And but my overall dream is just to have a great family just to be a great family I i want to live in america that's my goal um that's our plan anyway my wife wants to live there too and that's our plan and um we have kind of an exciting life ahead of us because sweden's a part of us forever we get to come here in the summertime when it's the best weather for whenever we go to her parents see her family it's pretty fun to like i found a swedish wife and that's pretty cool for me actually just because it's different than boston everyone marries people around boston i have a swedish wife i can i have a whole different family in another part of the world. It's, it's amazing for me. So I've kind of lived my dream in that way a little bit. It's, it wasn't my... I didn't plan on coming here and finding a wife, but it ended up happening, which is pretty cool. So it's... Uh, that was That's actually really exciting for my future, actually. Just and when your son goes to France and get back with a wife, you will have a multicultural family. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> so who knows what he'll end up. I know it's... You might go to college in Sweden, though. It's free here. <laughs> but, but but have your have your family in um, f- from Boston there? Have they have they been here in Stockholm? They've been. They came this year. Yep. They actually. Um, my dad's been afraid of flying his whole life. 
since his honeymoon, actually. He went to Hawaii and had a bad experience. So for 35 years, he didn't fly on a plane. So we finally convinced him to go to Vecco, my, la- my last year in the S- maybe that's my first year in the SHL, whatever. Um, and he came over, so he did it. He flew over on Iceland there at work, so he said he's going to come again in Stockholm. So he came, he came and it was end of October. Pretty cool, actually. We, went on a, we were on a TV series. We were on Swedish uh, MasterChef at the Vassar Museum. They were looking for tourists. So we went and had dinner there. We tried the food, and they tried the foods. Like my parents tried body cake, uh, Krups, uh, Krups Kork, yeah. Krups. Is it named body cake? Well, that's the translation. Yeah. Like that's they don't have that in America. So that's yeah. the Swedish to English translation. What is it? Krup Krup Torta. Krup Yeah, Krup Kork. Okay. Yeah. Body Did you like cake. it? Yeah. I didn't like it that much, actually. I had I had elk, which was really good. I liked mine a lot, but he ate all this weird stuff that he'd never eat back home, ever. So it was a pretty cool experience for him. And they saw Stockholm, and they got to see a couple games, which is awesome, as always. They got the my wife's family's from Yavla, where Brina's plays, so they got to go up there for a couple days, see us play up there. Um, that was cool. I actually scored an empty net goal there, so that was actually really cool. But uh. Yeah, they really enjoyed their time here, and I think they want me to go somewhere else just to see. They like to go see some. They want to go to Italy. That's their dream. They've never been to Italy. My parents. They're sixty-three years old. Cause my dad's been afraid to fly. She's like, "Can you go play in Italy?" I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. It's just I got to make sure the opportunity. I want to keep playing here, you know. So that's their dream is for me to play there for sure. And I know I got. I want them to get there. That's for sure. That's uh. That means a lot to them, so I hope they can get there and play. I mean, uh, to go travel, and they will. They just got to do it now before they get too old. So, so is the Italian mafia movies the best? They are pretty good. The Sopranos, the TV series, is pretty good too. That's like, they are good. Yeah, they are always interesting, right? They always. I think The Godfather is one of the greatest movies. Oh, it's very. Uh, I think I've only seen one of them actually. Sadly, is that even the, right the to first say I'm Italian? One. I think it was the second one I saw. My brother watched them all. I remember watching one with him when I was younger. I was probably like 14 or whatever. Do, do you like any Swedish TV programs? Um, I don't watch any of them, to be honest, really. I mean, it's hard for me to follow the Swedish. So I guess no. I'd say no, not really. I met one of the guys from EA Sports really? last year. E. Yeah, Sports. yeah. They invite invited us to play the new NHL, NHL game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, he told us that uh, soccer guys they play the ice hockey, and hockey guys play the soccer game. Not my case, but yes, my team all plays FIFA, all of them. They have have you been playing yourself? In ice hockey, um, I did. I did a couple of years back when I was a, when I was first on the game. It was pretty cool. It was, it was like a dream come true. You know, what I mean, you're on a video game. But I haven't in the recent years. I haven't played the last couple of years. But the first couple of years was pretty cool. I bought a copy. I showed my friend. It was amazing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Not, that's you score a goal. It was hard for me to score. I wasn't that good in the game. But it was. Uh, it was so funny. Like my, it was. Yeah, they they really had the details down though. Like I was small, and it was pretty cool to like. But you weren't upset on uh, like th- this computer guy he didn't know my skills <laughs> uh, yeah you know, I guess I should have been right I should have been like what the heck no <laughs> not when it's an NHL game that's uh I was just happy to be on it it was pretty it but was you pretty cool. you never had that NHL uh, dream oh of course I had it but it wasn't I didn't think it was possible which is maybe 
not a good thing, right? You should, maybe if I thought it was more possible, I would have been a little closer anyway, but I didn't think it was going to be possible coming from where I came from, my family. I just, it wasn't the right attitude in that way. Maybe I wasn't confident enough growing up, and and I, maybe I should have been, but that's kind of maybe my weakness, my confidence a little bit, and it's, it's you got to always believe in yourself, and that's um, it's tough, though. It's not always easy, but that's what, it was tough, I think. Hmm. I should have. Is Boston your uh, the yeah. team of your heart? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh, my Boston's a huge sports city and it's so fun. When the Bruins are playing in the playoffs, it's amazing. When the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, it's everything is amazing with Boston sports. It's because my mom knows everybody on the team. My my sister knows. It's like it's not just the guys. It's like everyone, girls, grandmothers, grandpa. Everyone knows the, the athletes in Boston. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to grow up that way. And it's a beautiful city. It's like Stockholm with a lot of water. Yeah, right? Boston's got a lot of water. We got a river that goes similar. We got a river that goes right to along it, and it's on the water. It's it's probably one of the most European American cities because it's one of the oldest. And it's my family, my wife's family, fell in love with Boston, which is great. And it's a little smaller than Stockholm, I'd say, but. It's uh it's a pretty cool city. I think everyone should visit. Everyone goes to New York. It's only four hours train right away. Do you have Boston Gurkha? Gurk is it pickles? Uh, yeah. Oh, I I I there I I see him, but I I know we don't have him in Boston actually. Why don't they call him that? It's so weird, right? There's a lot of Boston around Stockholm, the O'Leary's and a couple of restaurants, and it's pretty cool. It's good that uh, Boston's representing in Sweden. Where's your favorite place here in Stockholm? I'm just walking the Gamlestan just two seconds ago. You always are like, ah, oh, actually took a picture. Is that real weird? <laughs> <laughs> I lived there two years. I'm taking pictures still in Stockholm. It's you can take a selfie up on the roof if uh, you want to. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Actually, yeah, <laughs> is it a good? View? I must be a good view, I guess. But another part is really nice, like uh, in Sirda, like right, uh, like near Slussen when you were along the water there. The views from that, Katarina, yeah, yeah, it's really nice. I was driving there the other day; it was really nice. I mean, you you forget when you live someplace how beautiful it is, but it really. I actually wrote my buddy yesterday, like this place is really amazing. I mean, they never came; it's sad, but it's uh, it's, but it's uh, like it's always like that. Like I went to, I think it was for fifteen years ago. I went down to Gothenburg, and I yeah. was like, wow, this is amazing. It's yeah. a beautiful city. Yeah. And when I got home. I started to look at the buildings in Stockholm. You don't realize, yeah. And it's more, it's more beautiful here. It's oh, I mean, you don't do the tourist stuff when you're actually living in the city either. It's like I didn't go to the Vats Museum until this year. I was here all last year. I didn't go once. Like, why wouldn't I? It's pretty cool. You know what I mean? But that's the way it is. You just so. Ha- have you heard the story about the ship? Oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> sad, actually. <laughs> how the heck? How is it famous? <laughs> I would have never brought it back up. I would have been like, "That's it's embarrassing," but it's pretty cool. When we read the newspapers, it feels like you and Dustin Joner are the best friends in in Sweden. Oh, we're definitely. Uh, we've been on the road together professionally. We started our rookie year together in the same training camp to start, so it's kind of, it's kind of weirdly we've been kind of crossing paths here and there and here and there, and we've become good friends. I mean, it's been uh, it's been fun. Like. My wife gets along with his wife well, and it's uh, he has uh, two kids now. It's just been kind of similar experience. We've gone up twice together with two uh, Vekoy and Uruguay, and we 
brought them both up. So it's been, uh, yeah, it's been, we have a special bond in that way for sure. We're good buddies, really good buddies. I mean, I've been out to visit him in uh, Western Canada. That was pretty cool. And I had a couple of friends out there. It was great. So, yeah, we'll probably stay in touch forever, I'd say. Just hopefully meet up on vacation, that type of stuff. How is that? Uh, to, to, like, you get uh, pretty many, you, you get some great buddies. Uh, when you play hockey, when you and you leave teams and you say goodbye, isn't yeah, that strange? It's awful, actually. It's not a. It's just it's sad because you realize that you're not gonna, you just don't stay in touch. It's you stay in touch with maybe one or two guys from a team throughout your whole like for the rest of your life. I would say it's very hard. It's twenty guys. Everyone's different, but it's kind of sad always because you've gone through so much together, and all of a sudden it's just like like it's done. Okay. See you guys have a nice career. Like stay in touch through Facebook, and you try to stay in touch, but it's just it's hard. You have twenty new guys that you're talking to now. You know, it's just always like it's a little sad in that way the way it, the sport goes. But it's a business, it's a job. You're at a company, you get fired. You don't you just stay in touch with a couple people of your closest. But it's uh, I don't like that part of the game at all. But and you leave two teams too early. It's like one year you you're so into the team, and then you're gone the next year to somewhere else. So it's it's very hard to to take all that it's just not you build a relationship to try to make you build it up as a, you like the guy and then you're a great teammate you build him up to be a better teammate and then you're gone it's just not it's not and you spend some a lot of time together as oh, well you're living it's basically you're that's why it's not hard to live anywhere with the hockey team you have 20 friends right away when it's the day one and they're gonna do anything they can to make sure you're comfortable and make sure you're having fun and everything so it's I could imagine going to the city by myself and having no friends it'd be very different if my wife had to go work somewhere and I sat there it'd be like it'd be very different for me I've never been in that situation but it's pretty uh, it's pretty it stinks when you have to leave I mean I'm leaving next year it's not fun you know what I mean it's not a fun thing I've gone through so much with some of these guys and it's not fun at all leaving you know it's not something you ever want to do so you have to it's a business but it's the way it it's just the way it is who's your clo- closest friend in you gordon i mean i i closest right now i'd say it's hard to say i think i mean i have a bunch of them i mean you bond over different people at different times but marcus Jung, we've been line mates for a couple of years we're together through everything roommates on the road um yuki erickson i mean he's taught me so much about sweden and taxes and that guy's smart by the way he's a he's a smart <laughs> kid he he's not a kid i should say he's a man but i always call him kid <laughs> so funny <laughs> great job kid he's 38 years old call him kid but uh he's definitely one of them i mean i have gooder was one of them before he left that's that was hard for us and uh it's just so man marcus nordland we were imports together we've been through everything together we always talk a little bit more when you're an import you kind of stick together you know what i mean mm. but uh yeah this i mean i can keep going but it's just dustin was last year of course i mean we've had some good good group guys so it's been uh it's been really good really good it's the it's the locker room the greatest part yeah i mean when you have a great i mean winning is always the greatest part that's when winning goes everything goes well but yeah lock i mean i like being on the road when you're on the road like bus trips are always fun for me i know guys complain about the buses but i enjoy them i really do you always get to 
we we always have a double decker bus, so it's like two floors, and only the players are on top. So you feel like it's like you're away from the coaches and everyone, and it's just your own little world up there. It's kind of fun, but it's uh, I like traveling with the guys. That's that's a lot of fun when you're in. We, we got European. I mean, uh, Champions League. We go to different cities. You get to after the game, you can have a couple beers together. That's that's the fun stuff. That's because uh, you bond a little bit more. You get to have conversation other than hockey. is is pretty fun to learn about their families and. It's a lot of, it's a lot of crap like stuff. A lot of talk, chit chat, and making fun of guys. It's that's the fun of the game. When you go down to to Linköping from Stockholm, yeah, have you seen the oak on the right side when you go down? It's, a tree? Yeah. No. It's amazing. It's it's a real beauty, and and like when you wait, go, how far is it? I mean, I I know there's a couple pre- hotels. Uh, it's pretty close to. Linköping. It is pretty good. Okay. On, on the fields. Uh, former fields. I don't know. It's uh, and and like when you go field. to Jönköping. Yeah, that that that's nice. The water. When you pass uh, Bröjhus. Yeah, that's nice. Really nice. Yeah. Done that a couple times. <laughs> and when you go to Örebro and yeah. you have the sun in front of you yeah. during the whole trip, it's like two hours of light. Uh, exactly. I'm in the front of the bus, literally, so there's no way I can nap during that time, which I'm no. <laughs> and then you turn so, uh, yeah. so you can be the happy guy yeah absolutely I mean I've seen a lot of Sweden I've seen I'm pretty lucky to see how much of Sweden I've seen actually I've seen it all I don't know how many cities I've played in who knows through the different leagues and everything it's been uh, it's been pretty cool actually yeah pretty cool Clara mm-hmm. thank you Hey, I'm pl- my pleasure. It's it's not always easy talking about yourself, but I'm happy to kind of give my experience about sweet. I mean, I've been very lucky. That's like I say, I've been very fortunate to be on some good hockey teams and had some great experiences here. And I mean, Vecca was great to me. The, the city there, the fans, everything. Your garden just stepped it up that much even more. It's crazy. Like the fans is just crazy. And all the messages I've gotten since I've they realized I'm not coming back next year has been so nice and that stuff makes you feel good you know that stuff because you're like okay they appreciated what I did here and now I can leave and I, I don't feel regret like regret at all I've and it's it's actually uh, that makes you feel really good about yourself so that's I really appreciated all that I was watching this uh, picture of you from Elite Prospect I think it's uh, not not maybe the best picture no. but, <laughs> but when I looked at it I was like wow Saviano he will be remembered uh, thanks I, I really I hope so. I mean, I know years go by, but I'm just happy I could. Uh, we did a lot when I was here. I, I know it's not. We went up as, of course, we went up, but this year meant a lot to staying in the league, and it was so important. And it's not an easy situation. It's very, very difficult your first year up. But this is the second time I've been in the SHL. The first year from coming up, it's not an easy situation. Your budget's a little low as everybody's mentally. You're not ready. A lot of guys are new to the league. It's there's a lot of different things that go into play, and it's not. As much as we wanted to do more, at the end of the year we were so mentally tired from the year, from every day having to give it 110 percent, and maybe fans don't realize that it's like it took us every day to try to go, go, go to get to even where we were, and that's what's. I don't like when people say that they're not proud. Of, I think now that you look back, every, every all the fans are happy. Everyone's happy because we have a contract for next year. We have the SHL, and that's something. We literally worked our butts off to do, and that's wasn't it wasn't easy. 
it was a lot of a lot of downs this year and we we tried to make as many ups as we could and i'm really proud of the guys for what we went through and even the organization everyone in the office is it's not easy for anyone the first year back up and we did it all together as an organization and i'm very very proud of that um i can leave saying that you know i mean it's i hope for the best i hope they win us some gold next year <laughs> <laughs> what I, i why is it so hard to to say Uh, your true feelings like before the Lexon game when everything was a little bit unsure it's like uh, then uh, then everybody says oh we are strong we're looking forward to this blah 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 but uh, in that kind of situation it's hard for everybody and I think the best way uh, uh, the message to the fans is to be honest to say like this is really hard for us but we haven't given up No, I think the reason why you can't show weakness. I don't think that's weakness. I know, I know it's not, but I think other teams might like, okay, these guys are giving up. I don't know. I Maybe we should, you're right. I, I, mean, I think like, oh, this is a hard time, but we're not going to give up. Oh, and we didn't. And that's, I mean, but it seemed like after that game, we kind of, our minds deflate, like we made it. Okay, we're good. And it kind of, you let that into your mind, and all of a sudden it was like, we couldn't get back to playing well again and that's what kind of did it for us that after that game we were so mentally i don't want to say satisfied but it was like we couldn't get back up to like okay we can still do other good things here we still we did one thing we can still make the playoffs Hmm. and we we could have i mean lulia wasn't i mean it's just i don't want to i don't don't want to get into this right now (laughs) i'm frustrated i'm still frustrated about that but i can't i gotta focus on what we did not what we didn't do and that's Oh, keep me happy to be honest. <laughs> I, I learned one thing this year that, like, uh, as a Yugoslav fan, like for me, the only thing, the only goal this year was to stay in uh, as uh, as well. Yes, yeah. And uh, but that's a thing you can't tell a player. Oh, I mean, because uh, if uh, the, the message I should say to you is that you should win. Yeah, I mean that's. That, I think that's what well, you you battle with that all year. Like I said, it was a battle all year. Like we set our team goals earlier in the season, and we know every one of our goals. In the back of our mind was like, make sure we stay in the league number one, right? But we we're saying let's make top six, top three. It's just, it's not easy. That's why it's not. That's why it's not easy. Your first year, you don't know what to expect. Seventy-five percent of our teams never played in the league. Like they don't know how to, they're going to be in the league, how we're going to play in the league. It's just all. We don't know, and it's so much uncertainty. And so your first game, you're mentally, mentally, it just goes on and on and on and on. And you're so ready for everything, and it's just eventually you're gonna dip a little bit because you're you've been so high, you've been going, and unfortunately we couldn't control our dips that well. It's just, it's fun though. It's like the challenge of it's amazing, like the pressure and everything. It's just you can't get that from anything else. It's like it's awesome. It but is but awesome. this. Uh, uh Last game last year, when you, everything was clear that you were in his back, uh, you remember that night. Oh, night. I mean, it was one of the best nights of my life. I'll never. I mean, that feeling you cannot. We'll see when my child's born. I don't know what that will feel like. My wedding day. I mean, there's a lot of amazing days in your life, and that's top five for sure. It's always going to be the same when I went up with Vecco. It's Eurogram is a little different though. It's. Back where we were never there before, but Jurgen, we were one of the best teams in Sweden all time. Is in the second league, and we had, 
and we brought them is just like the pressure of them being down in the second league from the organization fans was so enormous that that relief was like it hit everyone it hit the fans you could see it in the fans they rushed the ice and you could see it in their eyes like we're saying it was like it was like we won a war basically did, did, did you know like. did you notice that the, the fans wanted to rush the ice five minutes before the end of the game yeah and that was it bothered me a little bit I was like we're not in yet I get like come on just someone's trying to steal my jersey I'm like we don't even up yet just give it a minute and then when it happened it was like it was just too much it was amazingly too much it was like I couldn't my emotions I was crying uh, it was just it's it's the best part that's why you play the sport to do things like that for a city and an organization to be able to, it means just as much as the championship sometimes even more to some cities you know it's just so it was pretty it was pretty cool to live through that twice and in two different situations which is awesome that's I mean the top two times in my hockey career for sure it's amazing do, do you have any more happy memories from your garden as I mean let me think off my head I We, I mean, I'm trying to think. You're, I mean, in general, yes. I have millions of memories. I'm just trying to think. Hockey, like performance, and off my head, I, I'm so blinded by that one moment. It's like I can't think of anything right now. I, I yeah, it's. What What are you going to miss with you, Gordon? I think the the, what I'm not going to miss a little bit is the pressure of the whole. There's a lot of pressure playing for Eurogarden. You, I mean, there's a lot of fans and. I love every one of them. It's just so I. It's hard to always live up to it. You know what I mean? And I'm. It's the first time playing in a big city, so that's something I won't miss. But then again, that comes with the best thing, which is when you come out and the fa- the fans are absolutely insane. It's amazing. That one game against AIK last year in the Coliseum was the loudest I've ever heard an arena in my life. When they came out and they were booing, it was like my ears were hurting. I almost wanted to go like this, but we were, I was afraid I'd be on TV. Like it was like. The crowd and the atmosphere, and that's something I've never. College is pretty cool, but not compared, not not that level like this. It was very, uh, it was very very awesome. And secondly, of course, I'll miss my teammates 100%. I mean, and the organization itself. I thought the way they handled everything, and I always went up to I went up to the office a lot to do some paperwork. I needed a printer a lot and all that stuff, and i was talking to everyone in there and just seeing everyone involvement and wanting us to go up and going up and then this year is it's pretty cool like we became friends with everyone and that's it's so professional how we get treated and you, i don't you the fans don't understand all that and i'm sure they think it but like even our equipment guys we get treated pretty well from everything and that's something i've been so spoiled with and it's going to be hard if i go to like a like are we talking about to italy i'm like i don't even know if i have a sh- skate shop right there you know what i mean it's like So in that in that sense, you're gonna, I'm gonna miss so much, and I think once I actually leave, I'll miss even more. You take things for granted a little bit sometimes when you're in the moment, but I'll miss even more. I mean, playing in the Globe was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool experience. I mean, things are coming to me now as we as we talk, but it's just I've had so many. I've been pretty like I've said in so many times this interview. I've been very fortunate and lucky to, and that's I'm not just saying it to say it. I really truly believe mean that, and that's. I'm I'm lucky and I'm happy and for my two years here and I do I wish I could play longer I mean if the situation right absolutely but I've done what I've done here and I'm proud of it and I think the team's going to be great in the future and hopefully SM Gold's coming soon unless I'm playing on a different team of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you heard the story about uh, Neyman when, when he played in SSK Södertälje and they played their first game in Globen? No, I... Uh, they got told to not look up in the roof. Gee, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, Stefan was a... Uh, he was a great coach to play for, actually. He was very tough on us, like, very strict, and I, I really... Uh, he taught me a lot on a lot of different things about box play and everything. It was... It was uh, He was a big part of the success we've had the last two years, that's for sure. Yeah, you've been a really, really good uh, box play player. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's... Um, I've always been proud of that my whole career. And then in Vecco, when we went up to the top league, they didn't play me once. They didn't even try me on the box play. I don't. I didn't get it. I played all the way through the Allsvenskan my whole career, college, pro. But that kind of bothered me. So I knew when we went up this year, I wanted to make sure I was on the box play and do a good job of that and um i was happy with uh i think we could have been a little better but a couple scored a couple more goals maybe but that's always the case it's uh but it's fun it's fun box play because everyone's trying to go offense and then you can just kind of sneak by there and get through and then you're going to break away and it's fun it's a lot of fun Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. I know we said this already, but I, thank you guys. I don't want to. <laughs> I'll stop talking. But it's it's like this all the time. Yeah, I like know. we we try to end. Yeah, and then we come. Du har hört tredje säsongen av Hockey Torsk episod nummer 21, ett avsnitt med Steve Saviano som vi önskar lycka till. Har du nu inte? Som vi uppmanade till i början Följt oss på Instagram och Twitter Gör det, där heter vi Hockeytorsk Och gilla oss på Facebook, där heter vi Hockeytorsk Och mejla jättegärna Inför hockeytorsk.se Being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.